Peace to the planet Earth. You know what it is. Adisa Evangelical, the Bishop of Hip Hop, chilling in the building. And I'm cooling, man. Look, I told you, man, this is West Coast hip hop, bro. Like, you know what I'm saying? Mad respect to all of the OGs from Bronx River and Queens and all of the boroughs. Boy, this is West Side. So, you know, I had to get my man Redmatic on dirt. <laughs> What's up, man? Adisa, what up, brother? Uh, chilling, man, chilling, you know, um, I, you know, I've been dying to do something on, on, on hip hop and, and martial arts. Cause you know, that's where my brain starts to converge. I'm always tripping. You know what I'm saying? Well, you've been, you've been, you, you, you're one of the very few people that have been, been doing that for a while for, you know, especially with jujitsu and martial yeah. arts and, and then you've been doing the chess thing. So, I mean, that's. Yeah, I mean, you're one of the OGs and shit like, in terms of that. You know, one of the very few. I mean, between you and Raka from Dilated, you know, shout outs to... Uh, yeah, word, word. Shout out know. to Raka Iris Science now, yeah. man. Yeah, so, but yeah, you've been, you've, been a, you've been in the forefront of that for a while. So, I mean... Uh, well, it's just, you know, it's, it, 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 it wasn't an idea. It's just something that happened. You know what I mean? I was just, it was just an early obsession. Right. And, um, you know, I know you've been training. You were training today. How, yeah. how, how, how do you feel about training in a Corona era? Like, it's what are you, what are you learning? Like, what are you missing and what are you learning? Well, uh, obviously, uh, 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 what I definitely, oh, of course I miss those, uh, the, you know, the, the camaraderie that, you know, mm. I, I miss the uh, actual, like, you know, the, the real sweat, like, you know, you really mm -hmm. like the actual, like, you go in there, even if you're having a bad day, you come out like, even if you got you beat up, you know yeah. you did good. Even it's still beautiful, right? It's still right. beautiful. Uh, uh, you know, like, it, it helped, it definitely helped me healthy-wise and stuff, but uh, um, it's, 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 it's definitely different. Um, my mother is, you know, so I, I take care of my mother. She's, you know, she's, she's diabetic. So, so, so she's considered right. high-risk and stuff right. like that, you know, right. so I, you know, I don't mind if I get sick, but I would don't want. I wouldn't want myself For to months, get sick. You can't even. You can't even have that, that kind of talk happening. Yeah. So I mean, obviously, with the you know being in, in this Corona era, I, I you know, you know, just worry about my mother. Uh, my you know, I don't want to bring any type of sickness to my mom and stuff. So it's <laughs> like you know. So I mean, so just training out of Zoom. I mean. I think for everybody, just in general, like you, it's like how we have to, everybody had to adapt to to whatever they mm -hmm. have to do to make things happen. Um, so I mean, it's obviously it's not as as much the same being at at the gym or a dojo, but I, uh, obviously you being a brown belt, I'm a blue belt. Um, even when I like I got injured. I would always watch videos or if I go, I go to the school and just watch. Yeah. So, watch like, so it's kind of like on some mental, I didn't know that I really never, but, but you know, a lot, my coach, my instructors, my, you know, some of my fellow teammates, you know, they mm -hmm. say, just come in and just watch, you know, mm -hmm. or learn. And then surprisingly, I, even if you're not physically moving, it's this right here. It so, feels worthless when you actually go, okay, well, I'm going to go to class even though I can't roll. But once you're there, because you're not on the mat, you actually can see stuff that you wouldn't see if you were in the circle. Now, truthfully, obviously, you're not, you're not in the actual exchange, but I feel like there is kind of a refining of your clarity. Well this, is, this, well, this is the craziest thing, you know, like, so now train, so I train through, you know, with my school through Zoom, mm -hmm. like we're, you know, like, mm -hmm. and it's interesting. So I had, you know, uh, uh, my my coach was very nice enough was to give me some mats and stuff because I was at first I was doing on a on a yoga mats on a on a hardwood floor. I was not the business man doing drills and just like my knees and but like I'm like oh yeah so yeah so he you know so he was nice enough to give me some mats and then of course uh, uh, 
I made the, uh, they showed us how to do homemade dummies using like mm -hmm. towels and yeah, yeah, two yeah. pillows and putting right. a hoodie in your, so it's not the same, but I do find it like, uh, as the same goes with hip hop, you know, you got to work what you got. And, oh. and, and it's surprisingly doing drills. Like I find out like I certain things that I was lacking them. I, I got the more understanding because after, after we do the drills, like I would, drill on my own just mm -hmm, her, mm -hmm. you know just at my own pace mm -hmm. and just filling out deep. I was like oh I can do yeah this. you need your wrist here not there I want my knee here not there right you know what I'm now that stuff is a big deal you know who got me hip to drills back in the day mm. um, and it was game changing for me because that time I don't think anybody's really doing it was uh, when BJ Penn had left half uh, I lived like a, a, I lived like a mile and a half away from from BJ and JD and them uh -huh. And I wasn't even really training at the time anyway. Mm -hmm. And they were like, hey, bro, we're going to go to Alex's and drill. You want to come? And I'd be like, yeah. So they would, um, this is a funny story. This is, this is going to be a funny story. Mm -hmm. So we'll go and we'll drill at their spot. And I realized how much that improves your timing, your sense of muscle memory, all of this stuff. I really thought just one, two, three. Okay, there's the arm. One, two, three. Right, but when you run it and you run it and you run it, and you run it, you know, arm bar from the guard, cross chokes, stuff like that. It really improves you. Um, and so I had to say, man, that, that that really helped my game. Because anytime I find that I'm hitting a wall in a position, mm -hmm. I look for a drill on that position. That's pretty you know, sick. Look uh, for yeah. a drill. I'd be like, oh, man, like my transition from side control to north-south is kind of trash. Boop, drills for that. Right, There's right. a drill for almost everything, bro. Even Even if the person isn't a top tier dude, yeah. right? It's just a guy who's good at side control transition. So he'll show it and it's, it's good. Well, he can learn something one way. Well, the dummy's beating me up. So I'm, I'm learning something. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So, so, but yeah, man. Uh, and so it's, it's a pleasure, man. It's an honor. It's been a while. Like we since. Yeah, dude, you know? it's been a really long time since I've seen you. And it's funny because I was talking to Raka yesterday. Where? Yesterday. Oh. First time we talked in like super long. Right. And um, we were talking about like the 92 riots and you know what I'm saying? And I think that's again, like the time that I met you cause I come down with Q Mike and, and uh, uh, Apollo. Apollo, you know right. what I'm saying? For the right. West coast rock steady stuff, you know what I'm saying? And then a couple did cause I remember they had a battle at the Palladium. One of them went against rectangle yep. and lost. You remember that? Oh no, no. Yeah. 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 Well, no. Uh, yeah. Cause that's the, that was the thing. That's when if that's 92, that was when they just, they just, I want to say that's when they implemented the teams. Yeah. You know? So that's, that's the one they won. That, and then they went, to, then they obviously went to New York to win the Who US. did Rectangle go against then? Yeah, because it was the team thing and there was somebody else with us. Well, I well, 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 somebody I mean, went against Rectangle and came up short. It might have been, I don't want to say nobody's name because then if well, they didn't. Uh, well, I mean, believe it or not, like Jay, uh, Jay Rock and yeah. Kirsch from our crew were, yeah. they, they, they entered it too. And so this is, you know, uh, Rectangle, I forgot. It's it's a little blur, but right. uh, obviously, uh, uh, Q, Mike, and Apollo won and shit. Uh, right. I want to, did Rectangle? I don't know if Rectangle. He either Rectangle made the top two, top three. I don't know. Yeah, don't, yeah, yeah. I, for I want to say that he won. I don't remember. I, cause um, I remember. I remember uh, not feeling like he won, but that his set was raw though. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, 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 it was raw. But then, of course, Mike and Q and... You know what I'm saying? You know, so, so, you know, man, before we get deep into a lot of the jujitsu stuff, you mm -hmm. know what? You know, because it's West Coast, I'm always trying to make sure that people understand the history of West Coast hip-hop on a level that they didn't before, right? Yes, and the reason why I'm so West Side with it all isn't because I got problems with the East or I got problems with the South or anywhere else. But it's just like so much of the history when we talk about hip hop, we act like the rest of the country wasn't doing it too. We act like the rest of the country wasn't involved as well. Right, so right, right. What I wanted to ask you was, can you tell me, because I don't know, I'm asking like, I, I, I'm asking as a student, bro. Right. What is the history of the Beat Junkies? How did you come together? Because I don't know that story. Right, so obviously, so, I mean, it's been out there already, you know, like everybody knows that J-Rock founded the crew in 92, yeah. 92 yeah. and stuff. So, uh, um, I mean, basically, like, we all met in different, uh, um, 
time periods or something like that. Uh, 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 one the OG members obviously was Jay, myself, uh, DJ Curse, um, yeah. Melody, and eventually like other people like ICI Symphony. Yeah. So uh, um, well, I mean, you know, if you have, if you have to also look at it like northern Northern California, Southern California, there's a you know there's there's a lot of similarities, but definitely definitely a lot of uh, you know there's some duality yeah yeah, yeah 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 so i mean me coming up uh we all came out from also the mobile dj scene like the same mm. thing as in the bay area there's a big uh there's a big uh, uh mobile dj scene and then you, you yeah. gotta also look at about it too also like you know there's you being from the bay area you also know that like in the west coast like Asians, literally Filipinos are like the Puerto Ricans of the West Coast. Yeah, that's word. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's yeah, so. It's like, well, I mean, just like Filipinos, you got also like Samoans, you got, yep. you got Tongans, Tongans, you got, you got, you know, like Chinese, Japanese, yep. Koreans, Asians in general for on sure. the West Coast. Yeah, right. So for us, also too, like you know, so there was a big Filipino community, big Asian community. Also here in in, in, in in Southern California. I mean, yep. coming, coming from, from L.A. all the way to San Diego and stuff like yep. that. I mean, if you want to really get technical uh, uh, in terms of Asians or Pacific Islanders, Booyah Tribe is the first official group to be on. A, what? A, come on. They were on 4th and Broadway, dude. I remember they okay. were on 4th and Broadway. Okay. You know, they had that psycho funk, right? You know yep. who produced that? Tony G from uh, uh, the Mix Masters. I didn't even realize that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I, I mean, like, realize that. I mean, we really want, really good. We really want to flip this. So, Booyah Tribe. If you ever watched that, uh, if you ever, uh, if you haven't seen that old school West Coast, uh, 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 um, there's a documentary on, uh, called Breaking and Entering. This okay. Is pre prelude to Breaking, the movie Breaking. Okay. Right? Okay. Type it up. This is like you see, like YouTube it, like. Basically, okay. this is like L.A. shit where, like, you see Ice-T, you see The Glove, Egyptian Lover DJing, uh, Boogaloo Chris Shrimp. The Glove Taylor, if you from the, if you from anywhere, Blood, if you don't recognize Chris The Glove Taylor, Blood. Yeah. See. Reckless, you know, Ice-T Reckless. Come on! Right, right. He was, uh, he was also the DJ on, on, on Chaka Khan's uh, uh, I Feel For You. Yeah, like, yeah. So anyways, I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a documentary of, of L.A., at the time, you know, and there was a group called uh, a popping crew called the Blue City Crew. Okay, yeah, where were they from? Crippin? From they're from Carson, which is, <laughs> and you know who they are? That's Booyah Tribe. Okay, right, that's Booyah Tribe. Booyah Tribe yeah. was a, they were known for being one of the dopest poppers coming up. But I didn't know, I didn't put until it's like, yo, they look familiar. And then I found out, oh, right, shit. right. So there's a lot of history. I mean, look, and if you really want to deep on some Filipino shit, nasty ness. From Seattle, nasty Ness gets saluted, bro. Dude, he's on Easy E's radio at the end. Five Star of the General, I remember. Yeah. I remember because I was part, cool with Easy back then. Right, and Nasty Mix, he's part of Nasty Mix Records. Yeah. So that's like, that you know, that's on some other shit too. Come like on, man. That's yes. Seattle to LA, bro, to that's the a, Bay. I mean, the boy, yeah, that's what I'm saying. So it's like it's it's crazy. But anyways, so uh, um, I I've, I've known Curse for me, my own history. Uh, I've known Curse since high school and stuff like that. So in some right. ways, he so Curse is like half Filipino, half white. Um, he was my mentor per se. He's one year okay. older than me. Uh, he and was. How did you guys meet? In high school. So, anyways, uh, I'll, I'll get to that. I, I'm probably yeah. gonna be like. No, so, I'm loving the ride. Don't trip. Okay. So basically, I always tell this just to let people know. Like in Southern California, Curse was like our Kubert. Okay. Because. At the time going up, of course there was a lot of Filipino, but uh, Curse was the t was the only like one of the very few, if not the only Filipino, that was that was actually you know respected within the black and, and mm -hmm. Latino communities. You know, mm -hmm. like there's like yo, this is cat right there, man. He Asian Rock. cat, yeah, yeah, yeah. He can hang and every all the all, you know like got that respect and shit. Yeah, 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 but yeah, it, yeah. He was like even like you know like DJing with like you know like battling against Knights of the Turntables and shit. So you know, my massive Knights of the Oh, jeez, No, no. Like, I've been, like I said, like, I'm very blessed that, uh, from LA's perspective, I've been very blessed to see West Coast, uh, uh, you know, hip-hop coming to the LA. Like, I remember, yeah. you know, so I, I got to see, like, beginnings of, like, when KD started, when KGK mm. was, you know, you know, like, having my friends, older brothers throwing, like, 
college parties, but you know, didn't know that they were basing upon their stuff upon like with Uncle Jam's army and shit like that, you know? Like, and this is Filipino. So there's that, this is the Filipino scene. They were playing yeah. funk and shit, but then hip hop started coming in and then you yeah. got, uh, the popping and, and then break dance, you know, so all the shit was coming in at the same time. So anyways, so each members, you know, we're meeting at different times in, 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 uh, from mobile DJ scenes. Jay, right. Jay, Jay is originally from Connecticut. Okay. And moved to Orange County and stuff. So, and we met him uh, at a record store called Funky Town Records. And okay. we ha he, had a, he had a friend of ours, a, a common friend, who was actually, I don't know if you remember this group called Insane Poetry. No. Tell me okay. about it. So, Insane Poetry, they used to be signed to... Uh, um, to Nasty Mix Records. Okay. They're, they were kind of like the, the West Coast version of Grave Diggers. They were kind of like the, the forefathers of all the... Really? Hard, a lot of that horror hard, first stuff? Mm -hmm. That horror core? Yeah. Horror yeah. core first, right? So, and the craziest thing, so uh, his boy is DJ Streak. So that's, okay. our, you know, not the Streak from the Bay. Right, right, right. The Streak over here. Right. And he was in that group, Insane Poetry. Uh, the lead rapper, Psycho, actually used to be DJ, who, who also grew up in Cerritos, where I'm from. With, with I Purse. love Cerritos, man. Yeah, so that's one of my favorite cities. I love them all. Thank you, brother. So, so he's like, so for me personally, obviously, you have I had all my heroes, like in terms of obviously Flash, DST, right, right, Supreme Team, like that. But right. lo my local heroes, beyond besides obviously the Uncle big, James, big Arnie, dudes, right, yeah, right. Where I was coming from was my man Kirsch. Uh, so the guy that used to, that was, he goes by Psycho now, who's mm -hmm. in, from Insane Poetry, but mm -hmm. he used to be a DJ named uh, Arabian Night. Okay. He, he used to be kind of like for a hot, hot minute, a KD mix master. He's down okay. with Joe Cooley. And Ooh. then another guy, another guy named Scratchmatic. Uh, um, kind of technically I was named after him. So, so, so it's like, so two, two brothers, two African-Americans and a, and a Filipino were like my yeah. local heroes and shit like that, who I, you know, looked right. up doing it and yeah. obviously so anyway so i thought we met jay and then eventually we met you know like other guys through the mobile scene and then when around 89 or so you know how djing kind of you know yeah, 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 yeah. yeah we kept on you know and then also and then katie kind of you know started yeah you know, once katie, katie was kept, so crucial for hip-hop on the west coast no 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 for real for real. like like a lot of people don't understand that katie was the first 24-hour rap station. I'm and they played the dopest stuff always. Well, they, well, here's the thing. They played, I mean, we say rap, but look, they played everything. Like, True. They played, I mean, they played, like, you can hear uh, Sherelle. Uh, um, mm -hmm. You can hear Sherelle, Earth, Wind, and Fire, uh, 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 Nocera, Summertime. Nocera! Egyptian, uh, Egyptian lover, Egypt, Egypt. You can hear Mantronics. You can hear Run DMC. You can Come hear. On, bro. I mean, you, we had, we had, we, we were. They were playing a little bit, almost everything. So, mm -hmm. I mean, whatever they thought was dope, you know, that's what you heard on the radio. That's what it was, right? And, 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 and you know, this is even before. You know, I don't know what. You know, obviously, you know, you had Kamiel in the Bay Area. Kamiel. K-Soul, right? I don't know. Yeah, KSOL. We had KSOL, right? Which became Wild 94.9 now, but it used to be KSOL, right? right. With, with Marcos Gutierrez. But the, but the main one that really did it was KPOO. Right. But see, but I'm saying the same thing. Yeah. Well, the thing is a K-Day and it's an AM station. That's that was unbelievable. Thing. Sometimes I could get it up here. Right. But sometimes I could get, like if I sat my, my boombox in the corner with yeah, that, like yeah, that, yeah, 12 yeah. antennas attached to, you know, 10 Well, that's the craziest thing. So in the daytime, you can hear it. Like I like to listen to when I'm going to school. Right. Like the, uh, uh, basically, in the mornings, I would listen to Bobby, Jim, and the Critters, which is Russ Parr. It was just, he was the morning show. So a lot of the, lot of the morning shows that's out right now, like say Big Boy even, is based yeah. upon Russ, Paul, Russ Parr. He does not get enough props. Russ Parr, remember, remember roaches? Look at all these roaches. Remember Dude, that that video? Bo Bo Russ, Parr, Russ Parr, aka Bobby Jimmy, is our Al uh, Yankovic of hip hop. Bro, he never got enough props, man. Remember right. that one where he was talking about he was doing EPMD and then he fell yeah. asleep while he was rapping. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was, uh, <laughs> so, anyways, so yeah, so I mean, you see the the, the correlations of K like K like anyone that was anyone. Like, Dr. Dre, Tony G, Jam and Jenna, even Uncle Jam's Army was on K-Day. Like, anyone. Come on, man. 
I mean, this is this is like, like I would say, the KD Mix Masters is like we is the basis of what the junkies are. Like you know, so so anyways, uh, just to make this, uh, I'm going long with it, but just to make no, this it's long good. Story we short, need it. We don't know it, so it's new to us, bro. It's a long right. long story short. Eventually, we met Jay. This is like around maybe probably eighty nine, ninety or something like that. Right. Uh, hanged out. This is when DJing kind of like you know everybody's like starting to be more rappers, dancers, right, and right, shit. right, right, right. We, like everybody, you still cutting it up, man, like that, you know? Yeah. So like, yeah, blood. so so we all kind of stick together and shit, you know. And by in '92 is when he decided like you, he like he always wanted to have a crew, and mm-hmm. basically said, look, I want to be a crew. I want to start a crew. We're gonna call ourselves the Beat Junkies, and we're gonna wear these Green Lantern rings. So. And he used to work at a comic book shop. So he so, had the ops for the ring. He had the connect. Yeah. So we we're going to wear it. So, I mean, if you remember, when we started entering the DMCs, you see us wearing the Green Lantern ring. That's right. So that's how, like, we, you know, so that's the, so that's the. I that's remember the, those, but I remember, like, you know, because I'm from the Bay, obviously, you know, I made my second beat ever at Kubert's house. Mm. I, I knew him in the FM20 days. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, totally. You know what I'm saying? So shout out to Harrell and shout out to uh, Nim, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, but, but like, once I started seeing di- different crews and I saw you, I like, I was, I wasn't, you know, it was all West Coast. I didn't really care. I just love dope DJs. Right. But like, I was just juiced that the team thing was popping. And you guys were a dope team. And one thing I really like about most DJs, most DJs are actually nice. Like, rappers can often be really mean people. But most DJs are chill. You know what I mean? Because they love the craft, and they don't really care about, you know what I mean? Like. Right, right. Well, thank you for sharing that history, bro, because that's important. You know what I'm saying? That's really important. And you have an online school right now because of the COVID. But can you talk to them about about, about where you teach about the turntablism? Yeah, so three years ago. Uh, we opened up a school, a, a brick and mortar school called the Beat Junkie Institute of Sound in, in the city of Glendale. And if you asked us like a couple of years ago, like, this, you know, open up a school, we were like, uh, what? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, what, what, what happened was like, okay, so 2012 was our 20 year anniversary. You oh, know, well, congratulations. So, so thank you, man. I mean, it's like really, you know, like er- knock on wood. You know, but the, you know, our biggest accomplishment is still being a crew because a lot of the, we're like, we're part of the major, you know, the top three major crews of Mm -hmm. turntables and right of the golden era period. Right. (laughs) You know, we're very, you know, and we're still together. You know, yeah, man. Compared compared to the, you know, like you know, you know, shout out to a lot of other crews. Yeah, yeah, a lot of other crews. Time, time. Yeah. So I mean, we, I mean, like any other crews and family, we all have our ups and downs, but we still stick together. Mm -hmm. And my personal opinion, you know, like, you know, like sometimes we're part of the top three, but I think we've always been overshadowed by, you know, whether it be the the, the X-Men or the Pickles and Mm -hmm. stuff. It's just, you know, just whatever, you know, but we were, for us, we were more, uh, you you had the X-Men were more beat juggling. You had the 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 pickles are more straight, uh, just scratch cutting. scratch right. cutting. Us, we were like both, and then we yeah. still and and we were still like rock parties. Again, we came from the bases of what house Katie parties made. and whatnot. Yeah, we came from we uh, like again. We're like uh, like a uh, an extension of what the Katie Mix Masters was. Yeah. Because yeah. they did when we when we listened to them, they were they were like battling. They were on the radio. They were producing. They had all of it. They were doing it, and that's how. Oh, that's how you're supposed to do it, you know. So it's funny you mention that too, because like I'm sure you remember, after the pickles kind of hit their apex, there was this whole thing where, uh, you know, they had the triple threat DJ thing. Yeah. Right. Where, right. But I already knew because I don't know if you remember. I used to host the ITFs. Do you remember that? No, I used to host because it's, you know what I mean? Well, I remember hey, there's a there, there's there's a part of you it was between you and uh, and, and, and and Ace, DJ Ace, where you uh when we won the uh the ninety seven ITF team world championship and you're like you were like oh like it's in it's in the video and shit like that. So I remember that. Like I totally well, remember I used to I used to in the beginning of the ITF there used to be this thing where I read this script. Alex had me read this script where I was like, you know. 
when Edison invented the turntable. Like it was this whole thing that would like set up the IT. Like I was that dude. And then I hosted a ton of battles like back in the day. No, you did also, like you did some of the DMCs too. No, also. it was just ITF. That really? was, was crazy. You I know what? No, 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 you're right, you're right. Because uh, who was it? Because the, it was the Bay Area Hip Hop Coalition. I forgot what Right, the... yeah, yeah, that's right. There was Bay Area Hip Hop Coalition. There was ITF. Now, I did do a DMC. Hip Hop Chess Federation did host a DMC like three years ago. And it was actually hella sick, but mm. that was the first time we did it. You know what I mean? Uh, Shout out to Christy Z. Shout but out to I, Z. Right, but I've always known that you're no matter what, because when it, when it, when there the DMC or ITF in the, was it ever happened in the Bay, you were always. I was there. there. I was always, always there. at those battles. Is he there, or you were always at the bomb shows, or or the or the or the Gavins? Yes, so if you, if people didn't know know, know what uh, the, the Gavin is. The Gavin's the convention is based upon a, 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 a magazine that did college radio and stuff on um, doing yep. shots to Kelly Wu and yep. Roddy Rod and shit. So Kelly yep. um, Wu Brian Sampson, Tim Brian Sanson, Shaka, yeah. you know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, obviously it was like a, a, it's like the West Coast version of uh, um, the new music yeah. seminar. If you were old school, yeah, it was like a, but new a lot of like, a lot of the gener- Yeah, a lot of people might not know that. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. So, but bro. it was a uh, um, but yeah, it was like the West Coast version of. Uh, the new mix seminar but it was like and then of course uh uh the bay area had the uh the bomb magazine uh david paul and yeah. he would throw his showcases and th- those used to be the those were crazy bombs i've all all the show there was a lot of showcases but if you performed at the bomb magazine showcase that meant that, a lot that meant that was you I mean you're legit that was almost yeah. like the same thing if, if you're in la like in the in 80s if you perform like uh like the late 80s you perform at at United Nations or Funk mm-hmm. Jungle or Water the Bush or during mm-hmm. or like or during the nineties you, you perform at Unity. Yeah. If you performed at uh at the Bomb magazine and then there was a uh what's the one the pirate DJs do? Uh, um Billy Jam? Not Billy Hip-hop Jam. Pirate, uh no pirate DJs did a party. Oh what are you talking about? Uh you talking Cream about Cream yeah, Cream of Beat was everything, Cream bro. Yeah, so it was either the Bomb Cream magazine or Cream of Beat for the bot for the bay area like that yeah. was like you know if you know Mind me, motion rollo yeah so for, pause, even from la yeah. like even like we were like yo we got to go those are the things as as la cats if you're gonna go to the bay it's like those are your joints you got to go to right you right know? so so i mean it's like the the thing here's another thing people you might you know this probably already but a lot of mm. people didn't know that shortcut and d styles were beat junkies before they become pickle members i had no idea you just blew my mind right now yeah. Yeah, they were, d- dude. So, around the time that, uh, uh, like, you know, the, uh, that, the, uh, when there were Rock City DJs, Short yeah. and D were hanging out with us. They became they became junkies before. But yeah, I had no idea. Yeah. See, that's why you be learning straight exclusives on here, boy. <laughs> um, man. So I want to talk to you first of all. Really, thank you for that history because that is important history. It is important to me as a, as a, as a black man, to be totally honest, that like the history of all different races, cultures and subcultures inside hip hop get acknowledged, you know what I'm saying? And so for me, it's important that hip hop, uh, the Filipino contributions to hip hop are, are known and noted and celebrated. You know what well, I you mean? Know, inside it, the DJ element and more, but right. inside the DJ element, it's an unquestionable stamp and the right. West Coast just kind of stands alone on that. You know what I'm saying? Well, I mean, it's like, it's, it's like again, it's like, you know, we're like the Puerto Ricans, you know. Well, the, uh, also the, uh, the inside joke is that Filipinos are like the, the blacks of Asians, you know? <laughs> Hello, uh, real. Uh, no, because it, it, like, it, it, like, I mean, like in any culture, like, okay, for, for Filipinos in terms of like, uh, um, in the Philippines, there's like, there's actually black people in the Philippines called the uh, Igrot. In the mountains. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, it's yeah. like, you know, so you got that, you know. You got like so, the Matan and the Akta, right? Like they were, they were. Right. So pretty I mean, black player. Yeah. I mean, so there is, you know, so I mean, it, it, there is some type of, uh, the, you know, they say that black is, you know, the black man's the original man and stuff. So I mean, right. it's like, so I mean, in, in, in many ways too, is also, it's like, uh, um, we understand that the, when it comes to the music, it's all about the drums, the rhythms. Mm, so that's maybe that's why we, you know, we may not be strong and all of that. You know, what <laughs> I mean? <laughs> but, you know, maybe as Asians, we're maybe not be outspoken, but we're very, but we vocal. let the, you know, we're not vocal, you know, very vocalized, but oh. we're very, but we, we're definitely passionate with certain things, whether it be dancing, art, yeah. 
or no, absolutely, no question. So I mean, and it's like, and it only, you know, we have to acknowledge that, you know, that hip hop culture is a black culture with also Latino culture, but then it happens that we, the, for as a as a Filipino that we're kind of in that dysphoria. No, there's no question, man. No, no, no. There's no question. It's not kind of like absolute. You know what I'm saying? Right. You know, now that you that 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 we really, I'm glad you mentioned the Philippines, and we're talking about Filipino contributions so much right now because um, a big part of my journey in hip hop mm. was connecting to Filipinos through Escrima. You know what I'm saying? You so know, like there was a time, there was a time when me, I'm serious, it's a true story. Me, Qbert, DJ Disc, mm-hmm. Apollo. Yoga Frog and like uh, Profo and Rob Nasty mm. would all be taking a screaming together. That's crazy. You know we, would all, we would all be taking a screaming together. You know what I'm saying? Well, um, you know, I don't think I ever saw Master Mike. I think by that time he might have already moved to LA or something. But I mean, like, we all trained a screamer uh, under this guy named Sultan Udin for a while. Mm. And uh, he, he, he was really well connected. Like, he kind of. Anybody who was of the hip hop era, for whatever reason, we ended up connecting to him, mainly through this one guy named Jamie LaPena, who was one of his main students, but he was a dancer for the Automator. So Jamie LaPena was a dancer for the Automator back in the day when Automator was doing like music to be murdered by and stuff like that. Right, right. So, so you know, bro, like, I mean, I was always, so, so that was my introduction into Filipino culture, other than just knowing that they right. were Which is like, that they were DJs, right? Like right. the first guy to teach me how to mix was a guy named DJ No. His name was Noel Baronia, mm-hmm. and he actually he actually taught. Um, who was the main dude that used to be down there? He used to he used to DJ for for like for like Death Row. He was he was on the record, but he would always oh got the Death Row phone. Asian dude. He's from up here, but he moved down there. And he oh, was Ben a, Baller. No, no, that's not him. I want to say Takahashi is his last name, but that's not it. I think he had a Japanese last name. Anyway, Noel taught him. Noel hey, taught oh, him. you're talking about Theo. Theo Mizuhara learned from yeah. Noel. Okay. That's, that's funny. facts. Theo, yeah. give my man props one day, would you? Because- no, it's funny, because, yeah, it was funny that Theo, like, I've heard about Theo prior to going to L.A., right? But we yep. didn't know, like, you know, like, yep. but then, of course, when he got on the radio, Everybody thought he was black because you never. Everybody heard thought he was like he had a really deep voice. Really deep voice. Like, and then yeah. we heard stories like, "Yo, he can mix." Shut the fuck up, really? He learned so, how to mix from Noel, and Noel was the best blender of tracks that I've ever seen. He could make songs go together better than anybody that I've ever seen in my life, bro. Straight up. It's crazy. It's interesting too because I know there's again the style, the styles of L.A. and San and the Bay Area. Because right. I mean. You guys, Bay Area was more quick mixing in st- yep. the style, whereas was uh, um, L.A. Of course, you know, with you follow the Egyptian love, you know, it's the, mm-hmm. the our style. Well, they, if you even look at it, even for the mobile scene, uh, you guys, the Bay Area scene always is known for their extravagant sound system and lighting and stuff, right? Yeah, yeah. but true. you know, well, I mean, granted too. Also, L.A. was also mobile. I mean, Uncle Jam's army. They had the biggest, I mean, they didn't have no crazy lighting system, but they had the biggest sound system. They had system. the sound system thumping, huh? I mean, dude, they did LA Sports Arena. Come on. No, they did LA Sports Arena. That's insane. That's, I remember hearing that on KD and KGFJ. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, they may not have all the crazy lights, but they had, they had this- that system, boy. Get all sort in Vegas and shit. The, 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 dude, there's a there's there's even pictures now in, on the internet that you can see their system when they really? pass. Yeah, you just hold on. Go. I'm gonna turn my light on, blood. Hold up. I got the sunlight tearing me up. Hold up. Yeah, but I'll try to. It's it funny because you said, you know, it's funny. That, that that's another thing. North and south. Your blood, your cuz. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's funny too because like sometimes short and D we go like your blood. Hey man, you can't say. Don't that, say dude. that out here. <laughs> hey, hey, funny story. One time I did a story for the source on a brand Nubian, and mm-hmm. they recorded their video in Grape Street Watts. Ooh. And I'm out there just dropping blood like nothing and and like i'm literally in the heart of the set and there was this og named elementary 
And I was like, listen, man. I said, can I be honest? Because I was like, I know I'm going to get beat up, right? <laughs> They're going to take all my stuff. <laughs> and I'm like, yo, I said, listen, when I say blood, I'm from the Bay, right? I said, the Bay comes from Panthers. And the Panthers, when they taught the young, they called them the young bloods. Mm. And that got cut down to blood. Mm. So like, I don't say it with any gang knowledge. I speak as like someone who's learning from a Panther. Well, it makes, makes more, seeing hearing that now, Mark, makes more sense as you know, for, mm-hmm. for the history of mm-hmm. being from Oakland and stuff like mm-hmm. that. But it's kind of- It just became blood. Right, you know but, it's fun, but it's funny, because if you see it over there, B or C's, it's like, you gotta be, it's like, you're in Grave Street? <laughs> when you say you're in Grave Street, I was like- I was, hey, yo, I was in Grave Street. I had a red star and crescent, because I was like, the only thing that's gonna get me through is Islam. The only thing that's gonna get me through is Islam. I had my kufi on, white kufi. Oh, so they, so they, they didn't fuck with you. They yeah, fuck with you. so it was like, they, they was like, because it was like, oh, you look like Malcolm X. I see you with the kufi. They was calling me Young Malcolm. All the Crips was calling me Young Malcolm when I'm walking around the set that day. <laughs> oh, not, hey, hey, I'll say like a brother. I, I am glad. Hey, man, good. Because the fact that you told me Yo, you said you were blood in the, in the Great hey, Street. I said it hella times. And they what? were just like, they in were the like. In the middle of what? In the what? And this is like, this is like. 93, 94. Come on, man. Not, you know what I'm saying? Come like, on. Yo, Come on. let me tell you. So, true story, true story. So, I forget how, but there was a white kid who I didn't know that somehow drove me there in uh. his I Rock of that year. I want you to understand what I just said. The no. I Rock car of that year, and it was metallic blue. It was hard, right? I don't even remember how I know this kid. I don't even remember his name. Okay, but he drove me over there. So I stayed on the set way late. Everybody broke stuff down. And after a while, like I'm interviewing so many OGs, I stayed too long, essentially. Right. And now it's just bangers. Bruh, we walk back to this white dude's car and there's like six Crips sitting on like a four foot wall and they're just posted and they're waiting for the jack. Right. They're like, we're taking this car. You feel me? And so like when we get closer, the dude just looks at me and then he looks down because he's like, I'm about to get jacked or murked. You know what I'm saying? Right. And, and, I, and I looked at him and I said, do not talk when we get close. And he just nodded. So they was like, what's up, Malcolm? And I was like, assalamu alaikum. And, you know, I'm, I'm reminding them like Islam, right? right, right, right. Like, I'm not a banger, right? Like I said, assalamu alaikum. And they, and, 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 and then like, they just nodded. And then and then they looked at the at the white dude and they looked back at me and they're like, is he with you? And I'm like, yes. I actually live in the Bay and I gotta get back to my wife. He's taking me to the airport, man. I'm almost late, bro. I was just trying to get the story for y'all, you know what I'm saying? In the source blood, like, you know what I'm saying? I need y'all let me just dip real quick, you know what I'm saying? And then like they looked at each other and they looked back at him and they were like, All right, Malcolm. Have a good flight. And I was like, Assalamualaikum. Thank you. And I, he got in and then like he shut the door and I looked at him and I was like, just start the car and move slow. And he was like, uh, and then like I was still waiting for the bah, 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 on the way out, but they didn't do it. And I made it home. <laughs> Ooh, boy. Hey, yo, Islam saved my life. Hey, man. People don't know during the 90s, yo. Yo. For real, for real. Whether if you're, if you're if you're a blood, a crip, an essay, or if you were like Asian gangs and shit, dude, shit was not, dude. They didn't, you would come up straight dead, and that was it, dude. They, 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 if you're not a gangbanger, if you find out what city you're from, like you know, like hey, hey, hey dude, in Cerritos at the time, dude, like yeah, shit, we had Filipino gangs, so all, you know they think I'm yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. man, come on, I'm like no, yo. no, no, it was grimy. Yeah, Escrima was the way in. It was, was my entry into really understanding Filipino culture, Filipino history, Lapu Lapu. You know what I'm saying? All of that. You know what I mean? It's crazy in terms of when you talk about Filipino. So, like, you know, for us, we don't, you know, we didn't have any type of heroes, heroes, right? So, right. besides our parents, you know, in some ways, Cubert was our hero because yeah. he, yeah. No, but beyond that, but, but here to talk about Eskrima before that, and then really, it just it told you know on some other shit. Mm-hmm. Really, Dan Inosanto. Was Come on, our hero. man. Dan Inosanto, bro. Come on, the Bruce 
Lee's right hand man taught him how to use the screamer six and inchucks. Come on, he bro. was in Game of Death. Yes, bro. Dude, Come so, on. So, I mean, a lot of my old school homies were going IMB. Come on, dude. dude. So, I mean, yeah. The, I mean, it's it's really crazy, man. Like Dan Asanto and what he has meant, not just to martial arts globally, but for the West Coast specifically. It's just, no, totally. it's hard to really even put into words and like he i think he got his black belt in jujitsu from jean Jacques machado i think yes he did come on bro come, come on, on bro oh man this guy's come like, on bro this guy has like he's he's so dan Asano is a master of almost everything Dude. i mean imagine Dedicated. like i mean just imagine if like again if bruce was still alive dude like if he would like He'd be like, Dan, like, he, would, he probably would be training with the Gracies to learn, like, oh, let me learn this yeah, shit. No question. Yeah, no question. He would have he trained. You know he what I mean? He would have learned that shit, and then he'd flip it. Yeah, he would have flipped it into something we can't even think of. You know what right, I'm saying? Right. Now, let me ask you. Let me ask you. Yeah. Right? Like, I have always felt, personally, that mm -hmm. there was a connection between turntablism and martial arts. Yes. I always felt that. Right now, truth be told, I started out as a as a beatboxer mm. and 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 as a, and as a dj mm. right but mainly in the house I, I did a few house parties but very little like somebody let me get on real quick mm. but but i was really a student of of, of a lot of that but what I'm, what i'm saying is that um you know especially once the dirt style battle breaks came out and has, you know, my style is the best. And so I challenge you. You know right. what I mean? My style is the best and all that stuff, right? Um, and and those, those records really kind of solidified for me in my head philosophically that, you know, it's about mastery of your style. It's about supremacy of your technique. Scratching, right? It's about... Uh, being unafraid to go head up with anybody, whoever, regardless of whom or what. Um, and, and I love that about DJing. And, and I've always kind of like felt bad that the rappers got so much credit for pushing those ideas when the DJs to me and the B-boys first, even before the DJs, lived those kinds of philosophies out. Can you talk about, you know, do you agree with that? Do you see a difference to what degree? What are your personal memories? I'm, I, I, I want to know. I, I, I like to agree with that in terms because, like you said earlier, like, you know, uh, uh, the MCs are more vocal, so it's all braggadocious and stuff. Right, right, right. Whereas, you know, probably the next level for braggadocious would be the B-boys, mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. uh, and then the, the DJs are more, you know, we're, we're, we're nerds. We're behind the scenes. We'd rather, right. we'd rather just look for the music. It's, you know, we, we, feel, com we, we feel comfortable... It's, you know, if we're going to be in front of people, we'd be comfortable around, behind turntables. Yep. You know, yep. it's kind of like, our, you know, so, and it's always about looking for, searching for the perfect beat, search for the, yeah. you know, looking for the right, you know, doing the right technique, doing the right sound, the right, right yeah. sound, how to you know, make sure that people are, are, are still dancing, you mm -hmm. know, that's, you know, it's, it's so it's just, it's like, I think in, 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 you know, like you said, why DJs are like, nice or quiet because it's all about really majority is mostly about the music really mm -hmm. so as we you know of course there's in, in anything just competition and stuff you know right but to say the correlation was saying you know say jiu-jitsu and turntables and that's i'm glad you brought this up because right. um so now that um i'm an instructor for djing and stuff right and then uh, at the same time now, uh, uh, you know, I've been training jiu-jitsu for a good almost about uh, probably like five, maybe six yeah, years. Uh, you know, I started late, you know, like uh, I'm, I'm 51. I started when I was 45. I have know? no idea that you were older than me until this moment, which is unbelievable because you look hella young. Um, Filipino blood. Hey, <laughs> hey but remember, hey, hey, black don't crack though. No, but like, uh, um, the craziest thing is that now taking jujitsu, mm. uh, you know, like being a student in, you know, it's, 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 it's crazy what they say, like jujitsu humbles you like for real, for real, one Brutally. way or another. Always. And so because of that, um, now to become an instructor 
and taking things like we can talk about tech, you know, like saying how we're talking talk about techniques of jujitsu, right? right? Because we know, understand it. But if you have to talk to somebody that doesn't know anything, so right. I have the same saying, I have to explain that the same thing to someone as to DJing. Like, how do I explain that? I, like, we can talk about, oh yeah, I'm doing the the transformer scratch. Mm-hmm. What is that? Like, I have to break it down to right. which. What is a flare? What is a chirp? What is a chirp? What is a stab? What is a baby right. scratch? What is this? Why are you doing that? How right. come you have to do that? What is the history of that? Right. So, what is a beat juggle? Why are you mixing? Why is it, Why do you have to have measures? Why do you have to count mm-hmm. beats? Mm-hmm. So, and to explain that, it made me realize I had I became a student again. Yeah. So and so I seen the correlation. So my instructor, who's not a DJ. But he'd be kind of like, you know how you do this like that? Think of that, you, you're doing the same thing. And when he put in that con- mm-hmm. the concept, I was like, wow, I never thought of that way. Yeah. So he tried, he tried to relate to me what I was doing. So I had to learn how what to relate. you were already well-versed in. Yeah. So something that was like, so now like learning how to break it down and then showing it. And then, and it's, then I see the, 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 um, the, the similarities or the dualities of it, like, you know how when we tr- when you go when you train jiu-jitsu, right? You know, before you do you do your stretches, you do your warm ups, mm. you're doing your drills and shit, right? Right. And then you do the technique and then you right. spar, right? Right. Ironically, when we teach class, we do warm up drills. And what mm-hmm. I mean by warm up drills, put up a record and I-, I would do a scratch and they would have to emulate it. So I build it from like the Oh, like basic. a call and response kind of thing. Right. So but instead, you know, they got like kinda like Simon says, just do Right. Just do what I do. You know, like do follow the same move, follow the movements. All right, you know, mm. and then keep on doing, keep on, you know. That's like we, katas or whatnot, bro. Basically, like flow so drills. Do, so, so muscle memory, like we were talking about. Mm-hmm. So we do all these drills to do muscle memories. Then after that, we go into the techniques. Teach the techniques. Then after that, we'll do the cool down. Right. That's right. So, so, and then eventually, and I is think the cool it, down? Does the quick question? Are the cool downs the same as the warm ups? Like you go back to call and response, or yeah, but yeah, but this time we more, it's more intense. Like we go right, go, right, right, and then eventually, sometimes as, as as they progressed, we go to our what we call the our longtagon. So okay, you know, so basically, like you know, you see like Cubert's octagon, octagon, right. Of, but so DJ like, Cubert has an octagon with two turntables and a mixer on each line of the octagon. Right. But ours is a long octagon. So we have like right. we have like, we have like eight turntables. Wow. So so what we do is like as, uh, once they get the comprehension down and the and the foundation stuff, mm. we go over there. All right guys, we're going to learn how to flow. So like when you're tra- when you're training, you know how you right. train to the, the, you so here, all right. We're going to cut for eight bars. You're going to answer everybody goes around. We're going you're going to answer me. We're going to talk right. to each other. Whatever comes out, comes out. Right. So. That's beautiful. So I see, and then seeing the correlation is like, mm-hmm. holy shit, this is like, like I'm tra- training jujitsu. Man, it's beautiful stuff, man. And I still think like as much as people, as long as I've been talking about this, I think the martial artists actually, like when I, when I say this, I mean the fusion of hip hop chess and, 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 and martial arts, right? Mm-hmm. Like, like when I started Hip Hop Chess Federation, like, the main people who actually got it the most were martial artists themselves. Oh. Like hip hop people were like, oh, I think it's cool. I kind of like chess. And like, you know what I mean? Like sometimes the chess people were the most stiff. Right? They're right. like, I like, I, I like hip hop, but I'm afraid of it. And I don't want to get beat up and have my pieces taken. Like it's this whole thing. But I'm like, no, you don't understand. Like there's Public Enemy, there's, there's EPMD, there's Wu-Tang, there's all, you know what I mean? But the martial artists were the ones that were like, I do martial arts and I like chess and I love Public Enemy. I love jujitsu and I love Bruce Lee and I love, you know what I'm saying? Well, you know, it's crazy what you're saying that because, so I have a, I have a student at our school Mm. and she's a, she's a black belt in jujitsu. What? And she was able to apply. So when I talked to her, she's taking our classes and she's like, she's having fun. She's always wanted to learn a DJ. Right. And she's like, she's like, man, this is like, same thing, warm-ups. And she's like, obviously, timing. And now, in talking about even the philosophy, like I had to tell some of our students, it's like, you know, hey, man, why are you doing that? You know, you're trying to, you're a white belt trying to be a black belt. You need to, like, don't, you know, take your time. You know, you're not going to learn, you're not going to able to learn 
and it's crazy. We always say this is that you're not going to be able to do it in class. You're going to, your breakthroughs is when you practice. Ooh. Right. Wow. And so, and so I told him, it's like, you're trying to be a black belt, but you're missing what's going in between. Mm-hmm. So, I, I, and that's the same thing. I'm like, I'm learning that from jujitsu now applying it to teaching DJing is like, look, just take your time. It's okay to fail. Man. Like, same thing as like a tap. Hey. That's only you, you get, or right? checkmate. You know what I'm saying? Whatever. You know what I'm saying? Right. That's the game. And now we just get to do it again. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's really powerful, bro. Let me ask you, because in my personal journey, I started with Bruce Lee films. I didn't see a lot of the Shaw Brothers stuff for a while. Like I know that it was on like, like Kung Fu Theater and stuff like that, but I didn't catch it as much as like Bruce, actual Bruce Lee films, Return of the Dragon, End of right. the Dragon were my main two for, a, for quite a long time. Right. What kind of, did you come up with more Shaw Brothers stuff or did you come up on Bruce Lee? And, and what do you remember from those times? A little, little bit of both. Yeah. A little yeah. bit of both and stuff, man. Just because, I mean, I remember going to Chinatown buying all the Bruce Lee books and shit, right? Yeah. But, uh, uh, um, uh, and then when they finally had, when they show reruns in the theaters of like, whether it be like, you know, the big boss, mm-hmm. or Fist of Fury and stuff, I, you know, I still remember when my, my dad took me, the only thing I didn't get to see, uh, Internet Dragon until, remember on TV or select TV? Yeah, 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 yeah. That's the only time I got to see Internet Dragon. But wow. I was able, right? I got to see Game of Death. My dad took me to see Game of Death. Wow. Uh, I got to see, uh, uh, Big, uh, Big Boss and Fist of Fury. Yeah. Uh, uh, um, and I didn't get to see, and then I saw Return of the Dragon eventually on VHS. So, okay. but so, so certain things, and of course, during that time, I was also watching, you know, Kung Fu Theater, Black Belt Theater, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. so it combina- saw a combination of All it, those, so. yeah, 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 no, yeah. that's, that's I, mean, I, I mean, obviously, I know Bruce Lee was like, I can tell the difference between a Bruce Lee movie versus a, a, a Shaw on, Brothers. Like, Shaw Brothers, like, even though it was dope, but it was like, that's crazy. Whereas Bruce is like a man doing it. Like, and like, that was, yeah. Yeah. That, that really connected me on some like, yo, that's like the underdog type shit. Big like, time. Yeah. And, that, and that's why, that's why I think actually now that you said specific underdog, like that's why I love Bruce right there. You know well, I mean, it, it makes more sense to why the African American culture, the black culture, uh, 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 gravitated. gravitated to Bruce because during that time, Looking at the history about, he was saying, fuck the man. Hey, come on, dude. Remember in End of the Dragon when bruh with the with Jim Kelly beats yeah. up the cops? People forget that. That's how when he his first scene is a cop is harassing him. He beats up the cop and drives off in a cop car. Bruh, yeah. you know, he, he didn't want to do that. Just, you know I, I shouldn't have said it. Brother's going to be trying to do that from now on. But nah, if you could, I don't know, man. <laughs> like, but at the time, you know, he was like, oh, shit. Yeah. You know, like, like, damn, you got to win. No wonder, he, crazy. No, no wonder he escaped to go to Hong Kong and shit. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Because he went, bit, bit, bit. I got to get to the island. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. No, nah, man. I mean, yo. So how can people get a hold of you? And how can they can they follow what you're doing? Because it's important. And I also just want to acknowledge you because like in jujitsu, sometimes you have great fighters, great martial artists who cannot teach. Right? Like they like they can do something amazing, but they can't give it to someone else so that they too can do something amazing. Right, I think right. it's beautiful that you have uh, what you're doing teaching the youth out there and i want to know like well first i just want to thank you for doing it oh man right and 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 when i when i say that i mean it because when i i'm just speaking on some harebrained whatever but like because i work with so many young people i love hip-hop right now you know i've never not loved it i've had my like that's kind of weird but um i know that hip-hop belongs to all of us, but it always belongs to the youth of that era, right? It's right. theirs to say and do what they want. And so I just wanted to thank you for, for giving this to the children because too many of us complain about what the kids do or don't do in hip hop when we never pass the torch. We just, oh, well, you know, That's, my day, blood, come on, have a seat. That's, That's interesting that you say that because I, this is what I say now. Like, you know, cause we all been at a point where we almost became the old grumpy guy, right? And I've learned 
especially as like even with jiu-jitsu, like jujitsu, like a lot of things, the philosophy of jujitsu, yes. and just in general, and just in terms of learning, watching all yeah. our heroes, like yeah. the people I've noticed that that complain a lot are the ones who who just are still living in the past, and they, mm. they you know, they're just and no disrespect because we all get older, you know. Right, right, right. right. Uh, um, if you really think about it, back then it was hard to find hip hop. You it had was. to dig for it, shit, right? Yeah. Now today, it's everywhere. It's all, everywhere, all day. Right, but there's so much. It's overloaded. But you just—it's the same concept. You still have to look for it. But the problem is, so the thing is, is like someone like you or myself, we still love it. You know, like mm -hmm. we still, like we still, we stick with it. I may, mm -hmm. I may not agree a lot of stuff with it, but I, at the same, you know, like I, used to, of course, young, when you're younger, like oh fuck that shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. These tools wait. Right, but when you realize as you get older. We're sounding like our parents. Our parents hey. were like, our parents used to say, what is that shit? So that's here, weak. That's right. weak, right? And so, and, and it's some cycle, way, and some, some crazy ways, there's a cycle where now our generation is saying that to the younger kids. Hey, it's hilarious because uh, Paradise from X-Clan, mm -hmm. uh, I was talking to him like a year or two back, mm -hmm. and he said, you know, all these old people complaining about hip hop, He's like, you know how I know what they're doing is hip hop? And I was like, how do, you, how do we know? He goes, because we hate it. Like, it's because we hate it that we know that it's hip hop. Because when we made it, the old folks hated us. Right. You see what I'm saying? Just no, totally. that. So but, like, I was like, yo, that's hella real. But the craziest thing, though, there's a lot of dope shit. There's a lot of dope hip hop. We have to, the thing is, we can't, we can't. The problem is, is that a lot of our generations, they're, they're all, they're, they're married, have responsibilities, so they don't yeah. have time like this. So a lot of their things is that when they think of hip hop, they, that's when they stop, that's their, that's their that time period. As good right? as it ever got, and that was it. Right. Do so much dope shit. You just have to like figure out, you know, you have to, you don't look for hip hop on the radio, and if that's the only time they can listen. That's the radio, first lesson. First lesson. Can't look on the radio. Don't watch the uh, on TV. Now you got. Now, follow like if you still follow like people like I love Premier, dude. Premier's still doing shit, dope stuff too. Dope stuff, and he's working with young cats, working with dope. There's younger cats doing dope shit that we like, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So you have to be, you have to kind of like pick and choose. Not every you can't. And you gotta look around, man. You gotta like you know like a lot of people like hate on a lot of the production right. that happens now. And I'm like, well, first of all, like if you're gonna say that you hate Auto Tune, then you have to let go all your Roger Troutman. Like get off of it then, right? right? Like, but 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 that's insane. We know better, right? But, that, but then at, at the same time, it's like if you're looking for the music that you like, just look for that type of music, and you can find it. That's real. That's the craziest thing. Look, hip hop is say, that big. I always say this, dude. Jazzy Jeff is the perfect example that if people are talking about. Like, look at Jazzy Jeff, dude. He's still going out there. He's still learning. He went to a Jazzy Jeff show like six months ago, dude. Pour it down. He he be even playing new shit, but he play it his way, right? His way, bro. And he's still looking for music. That's the thing is about. He came back and saying, "Look, you got you know you got to learn. If you you want to learn, you got to adapt, but do your own shit, right? You just got to like find your own mm. lane. You yep. can't follow it. He's always been like that. I'll tell you this straight up, Pete. If it wasn't for Jazzy Jeff showing us Serato, we'd have been like the old like we'd have been on some. <clears throat> this is Jazzy Jeff. Who uh, like who pretty like who pretty much officially uh, uh, introduced? He didn't invent transform, but he officially. But he uh, made it popular, blood. Right, because and, he was and, dope and, at it. And he still can fuck it up. He showed us digitally. Look what I can do. When we saw that, I was like, okay. Yep. That's Jazzy Jeff. That's Jazzy Jeff, and he's still doing it. He may not be doing all the crazy, crazy new shit. But he's still, like, he's still... He knows what's up, and he can still lay it down like, a, right. like the G's always been. And then he's consistent. He never yeah. stopped. That's what I've learned watching him, like, people like him. It's like, mm -hmm. you, got, you, you know, you have, there's a time you have to kind of, like, sit back and let the other cats do it. Like, the younger cats. No, like, yeah. that's the thing is you got to trust. Like, I trust young people. When I hear different young rappers, I trust, like, okay, well, he sounds a little crazy, but in a year or two, he'll have a little more knowledge or whatever. That's just my preference. But when you watch it unfold, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm always impressed, bro. I listen to these youngsters, and I love a lot of their stuff. And I, and I wish, 
you know, the reason why I wanted to take a moment to thank you for your contributions as an educator, as a teacher, right? As a pioneer of how to pass the baton. Like, uh, it's just, it's just, I wanted to make sure that, that, that I would, that, that I, that I gave gratitude to you, you know, as a, as a, as a, as a, as a performer, as a, as a pioneer, as a battle DJ, as a, as a, as a West coast icon, to me yeah. forever i'm still at the, hey, the checks in the mail bro. no i'm just telling you bro <laughs> right. like no, but- i'm just telling you because you know we hold it for we hold it down for each other even when we when we don't intend to so okay. i'm up here doing what i do you're over there doing what mm-hmm. you do rock is doing what he do you know ev you know what i'm saying right apollo you know what i'm saying everybody's I, doing what they i do. mean you think the thing is it comes down to it we're still a lot of people forget about it is that this is the this you know we love this is a culture that we love. If you love it, yeah. you, you you you. Here's the thing: there was a problem, and it's in some ways it's our fault, our generation's fault. That it's right. like, I mean, granted, but you know, you're not you want to come with your own style. You don't bite. You don't copy someone says. You suppose you know, but uh, the problem is 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 also too is like, you know, it goes back again to also. And D Styles was the one who said like you know we should open up a school because mm-hmm. we first you know because you know before you never. You know how it is as a DJ or any. You don't show them your technique. You only yeah, show them you got it. Yeah, it's it's like martial arts, blood. Like I can't, like, like, I can't like, show you how to do the death lock. You right, know what I'm saying? But, like, but as as he he uh, D goes basically, D Styles goes basically said like, why not open up a school, right? Mm-hmm. Because look, look at like someone like when all the world champion boxers. What happens when they retire? They open up a gym, right? Ooh. Right. But then another thing too is also as we as we, as we, as we think about it. Why is it all, all cultures, even music genres, that they respect their elders and they share the knowledge, whereas no. hip-hop is the only only genre culture that we're not sharing, right? You know, there's, there's, a, there's, a, there's, a, there's, a, there's a generation gap, right? Because old, 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 like you said, the old guys are like, mm. man, what you know about that shit, young book, right? Yeah, young yeah, book, yeah. right? The young cats are just like, man, they, they want to get on, put on. And like, yo, the, you, the old heads oh, are Jesus hating. hating. Yeah. Right. Oh, Jesus, right. So there's there's no there's no connection and stuff. So what I've learned is that you know what? Let me learn. Let me talk to them. And I learned a lot from them to apply yeah. what's going on to stuff to where I where I'm able to adapt yeah. to now and stuff. Yeah. Right? And then I share whatever I know with them. And then you you know like you 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 just have to accept that you know like like in any type of shit. There's like you know like. You were underground or mainstream. There's dope right. shit. Right. There's whack shit. Like yep. before, it used to be like when it's on the radio, oh, that's whack shit. But no, as yeah. you get older, it's like it really is like, dude, that's actually dope. It's kind of dope. <laughs> you know, like yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Hell your, t- <laughs> your, your, your taste changes and stuff like that. But you know what I've, you know, like, so going back to the like, as even as a, 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 when D Styles is like, you know, open up a school. Our thing was like to give back to the to the community, the cultures. Like in order in order for hip hop for DJing, people are complaining about DJing. It's this, this, and this, and this. Mm. They complain, but they're not doing anything about it. Yo. So in our way, we're just like, you know what? Let's just share. Let's share everything we can. Yo, man. And, and, and there's always going to be someone better than you, but they're not going to do what you're going to do. So just show them everything, and then. And ain't that jujitsu too, bro? Ain't that jujitsu too? Same thing. It's like yeah. Your 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 instructor will show you everything. It's just up to it's up to you to to, to take it from there, go over there. Yep. Yeah, I mean, hey, man. A, a good instruct a good inst- like I'm learning now that like a good instructor, a good teacher, is they they take away their ego and then show it to them because in the long run their legacy is like whoever's the best they'll say if it wasn't for that guy I wouldn't be here who I am at and, and it goes on man. and on and on. Yo, on that note, man. Thank you for being on Bishop Chronicles. Tell people how to get a hold of you. Uh, Twitter and Instagram, Retmatic, R-H-E-T-T-M-A-T-I-C. Uh, on my Bandcamp, it's uh, retmatic.bandcamp.com. Uh, I got a Mixcloud page, mixcloud.com slash Retmatic. Uh, Beat Junkies, you know, we have our own digital record pool. That's beatjunkies.com. Beatjunkies.tv is our online school. Beat... Uh, uh, be junkie sound is the uh, official website to our be uh, junkie Institute sound school so that's you know we got that uh, yeah. we're on yeah you know, so you know and i gotta say shout outs to uh, uh to to my uh my og instructor uh brad jackson who is the first uh, american black belt 
uh, uh, under Half Gracie, opened up the first uh, yeah, Half Gracie, Half Gracie School in Orange County, and then my current instructor Chris Gutierrez, who's a uh, uh, part of my uh, 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 teacher's Condacoma, uh, uh, which is uh, yes. Los Alamitos, is under yes. check, check Matt, and he's a uh, um, he's a black belt under uh, Leandro Vieira, who's uh, Leo Vieira's brother. Yeah. So, well, oh. thank you, man, for sharing everything, and much respect to you on your path in jiu-jitsu. Much respect to you and your instructors, man, and thank you for being on uh, Bishop Chronicles uh, and, and contributing not only, like, what you've actually given, but the wisdom you shared on West Coast Hip Hop. Thank you. Nah, man. Thank you, man. Shit, thank you. <laughs> You're the man, dude. Hey, one more time. <laughs> well, shout-outs to, sh shout to Show Your Role and uh, Albino Preto. Yeah, yeah, baby! <laughs> Teacher, what style is that? Thank you.